people and welcome back to the unbridled enthusiasm podcast i'm your host uh, mark pulos as always it's good to be back uh today i'd like to uh cover a subject that uh is near and dear to my heart because uh like most people my age uh i too was captivated by a small gaming system called Nintendo. I don't know if you've ever played, but the late 80s, early 90s, Nintendo was it. And uh, there always seemed to be a divide in the Nintendo players. You were either a Legend of Zelda player or a Final Fantasy player. And uh, not many crossed back and over i uh i've then till now i'm still a uh a legend of zelda player um just so many great nights just hanging out with my brother and playing zelda till all hours of the night that music you know it's just gonna be ingrained in my brain until i'm an old man you know the do 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 and then the uh the mystical whistle that would take you across the game <whistles> that one probably wasn't correct but um you get the gist i mean what a what a great game and that's kind of why I was uh I love the Wii so much because whoever came up with the idea of allowing you to download uh the games from the original Nintendo so you could play them on there you can basically get any game off of any gaming system through the Wii uh internet store on there brilliant fucking idea I mean whoever came up with that I mean, probably made Nintendo about a billion extra dollars. But, uh, yeah, man, Zelda, Zelda 2, the, the, God, the, remember the Nintendo, uh, uh, Zelda where it was the gold, the gold game? I don't know if that was the Adventures of Link or something like that, and, uh, I'll tell you what, man. I literally lost like a year of my life when uh, uh, Zelda 64 came out for the Nintendo 64. I was absolutely addicted to that game. And it was kind of funny because that game, uh, when we got the Wii, uh, that was the first game I downloaded. And I started playing it again. And I think I lost another year of my life trying to beat it again. <laughs> And that's what I think is amazing about those games back then is, you know, I don't know how many times I've gone through the original Super Mario Brothers to get to the, you know, board eight, 
you know, 8-8 eight, eight or whatever the final board is. And everybody always had, like, the secrets to get to the end of the game or whatever, and it almost became more fun just uh, just trying to get to the end on your own, you know, with no help at all. And there was just so many variations over the years with that gaming system. I don't know if anybody remembers the Power Glove. I think that was uh, their first attempt at kind of a a Wii type console because you put this uh, put this glove on your hand and your forearm and it had like buttons on it and supposedly you were supposed to move your hand and like shit was supposed to happen on the TV but it never really it never really worked correctly so and then uh, you'd like plug it in and and the shit wouldn't work and then the old uh, hacky joke about uh having to blow on the game to get it to work like that was a real thing like he sometimes you'd have to blow on the game to get it to work and and it was just surprising to me that that was you know the 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 secret to get it to go you know and uh there always seemed to be a divide too with the people that played Super Mario Brothers and then the people that played Mario Kart like I I uh with all the gaming I did as a kid I've never actually played one game of Mario Kart like it just didn't intrigue me like and I'm 37 now I don't really play that many video games anymore I I play a lot with my nephew uh but that's mostly like Xbox Xbox like Madden or basketball or wrestling he likes to play the sports games he doesn't uh really like the uh the adventure games except for uh skylanders and i gotta tell you man i watch the game and it's not really interesting to me but i just sit there and marvel at whoever came up with this fucking idea because they are a genius because i mean the whole cross-promotional thing between uh having the action figures you can buy in the store and then like putting them on this little portal that transmits them into the video game and then you can play that guy in the video i mean just like that's like next level type of shit i mean it's just amazing and i think you know with the technology that they're coming up with now i don't think it's going to be much longer until we have you know some kind of glasses and uh like brain stem adapter that you put on and then you're like literally in the game you know as opposed to playing it but uh yep legend of zelda super mario brothers god man i when that when that game came out with uh yoshi holy shit was i hooked man i don't know what it was i mean they had so many of these other games out where you could uh you know you could get a feather and turn into a some kind of flying fox or you know you get uh the hammer to hit the the barrels and donkey kong it was all this like you know these extra things but i don't know what it was about when yoshi came into where you could like jump on Yoshi and ride him around that just was it's just stupid to think back now like how popular it was but it's just like 
you know, Yoshi was it, man. You know, and to this day, he's one of my favorite Nintendo characters. A fucking stupid-ass guy. And, and I don't think anybody realizes, but the way that Mario gets him to eat shit and open his mouth is he is literally punching him in the back of the head, you know? And I don't think anybody even notices that or even thinks about it, you know? But he's riding him around, and when he wants him to eat something, he is literally donkey-punching Yoshi to get him to eat shit. And that was just ridiculous. And, uh, you know, it was a funny, uh, uh, a funny extra thing that you could eat um, like in the the new Mario Brothers for the Wii, Yoshi is back, and you can have a Yoshi. And the whole thing of uh, all of you getting to play at the same time, you know, there's four characters on the screen together, and the Yoshi can eat the other player and then, like, lock them up in their mouth until the end of the game. That's always a funny thing. Like, my... Uh, my nephew would play Super Mario Brothers with my mom, and she would have no idea what the fuck she was doing. So he, out of nowhere, he would hit hit the A button and put her back in a bubble, and uh, and he would just finish the board while she was stuck in a bubble. It was just classic. When he figured out how to do that, absolutely a classic. Just putting grandma in the bubble. But, uh, yeah, we used to love to... My, uh, my older brother was uh, a huge fan of uh, Castlevania, and uh, I never really understood the the allure of Castlevania. I mean, now with uh, Twilight and uh, the Mortal Instruments and the Vampire Diaries and how much people are into the vampire culture, as it were, um, I could see the allure, but... Uh, I'm surprised that they had they they didn't continue on with that franchise like you know cuz with whatever gaming system comes out now for Nintendo there's always a Zelda game and a Final Fantasy and a, a Super Mario Brothers but you know maybe I'm out of the loop but I don't remember seeing a new Castlevania game after Super Nintendo but uh like I said that could be my bad I don't I just didn't pay attention but God, he would love the fucking the the jumping with the whip, and he got to hit the the candelabras, and they'd turn into hearts, and uh, at like the getting the crosses and stuff. It was just a very strange game, but he fucking loved playing Castlevania all day, all night, and uh, but yeah, that uh, that system was huge, and. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember this, but uh, I'm trying to remember when it when it was. I think it was like 87 or 88. They did uh, a tour around the country called the uh, the World Nintendo Championships, and I don't know if anybody remembers this, but that shit was the shit okay listen video games are huge nowadays obviously you know every night there's a halo tournament or a call of duty where you're playing with all your friends on the internet it's just kind of a different world like you know you got 
video games on your computer. You got video games on your tablets, on your phones. You know, you've got an extra iPod that has games on it. Like, games are everywhere. But back then, you needed a gaming system pretty much to play a game. Like, you could play computer games, but they just, they weren't the same. Like, if you had a, you know, a Sega, Sega Genesis, a Nintendo, Nintendo 64, like, that's where you would play your games. You know, you would come home and you would sit down and you would play your games. And I don't think anything past the World Nintendo Championships have captivated, uh, you know, the kids in our country like that did. Because um, I think... I think they actually did a movie about it, if I'm not mistaken, with uh, Fred Savage and some other guy, but it kind of uh, revolved around the Nintendo World Championships, but uh, if you weren't, aren't aware of what the World Nintendo Championships were, I will uh, educate you on that. So I think it either 87 or 88, I don't know the date per se, but... Uh, Nintendo did a tour uh, around the country, and I think uh, all they did was hit basically like the top ten major cities. I think they went to like New York, Chicago, Los Angeles, um, you know, Nashville, Minneapolis, just like all these huge cities. And it was uh, a brilliant idea. It was like an expo where you could go and see all the new games that were going to be coming out and get, like, free swag. And uh, and then subsequent to that, they had this other part of the convention where it was a contest. You got to compete playing Nintendo. And uh, basically what... Uh, it, I think it was at the St. Paul Civic Center, but they had three days uh maybe four four days of the world nintendo championships and uh my dad got me and my brother tickets to go and we were just so fucking excited man because nintendo was it back then man it was all we lit we lived and breathed nintendo and for this thing to be going on it was like just crazy you know because both me and my brother you weren't really like sports guys but here was our chance to like take something that we felt that we were good at and like compete at it against other people thinking that we were just going to crush it so we got our tickets to go there and we got in there and we're checking out some of the sites and then we see it right in the middle of the civic center is the nintendo world championships and it was just like a little intimidating it was like a huge stage the giant video screen and then like 10 like little booths at the bottom where kids were like playing nintendo and uh so what we thought when we got in there um was that we were gonna have one shot at it like our badge that they gave us at the door uh got us one entry into the championship thing so we decided to stagger and go in different uh different heats because uh basically they would take 10 kids and the person that had the best score would move on to the semifinals. 
So they were doing heats of like 10 kids and they were all trying to like get the best score. So my brother did one and then I did another one and uh, we didn't really know what to expect. Like, and we were just like, man, this sucks because we don't know what to expect and we got one shot at this. So we just got to be prepared, prepared for anything. So basically what it was, was um, when you started, it was the first board of Super Mario Brothers. That was the beginning of it. And then you had a certain amount of time to get through that board and rack up as many points as you possibly could. Get as many coins, get as many flowers or mushrooms, and just rack up points. And then once you finished that board, it clicked over to Rad Racer. And then you had to do one lap of Rad Racer and try to rack up as many points as you could. And then when that uh, uh, the one lap of Rad Racer was done, then it went to Tetris. And for the rest of the time, and I think it was like five minutes uh, that you got to play all three games. But after the five minutes... Um, so after Super Mario Brothers and Rad Racer, then you were playing Tetris for whatever time you had left. So like you had to get a shit ton of those, uh, you know, four the, the the little skinny block things where you would kill like four rows at once. So we both played, and uh, we both didn't get first place, and like. I don't know if you could have seen any two more disappointed kids in your entire life than both me and my brother after we lost. And we're just like sitting there like, man, well, this day's ruined. And then uh, I can't really remember how it happened, but somehow we found out that uh, you didn't have just one shot at it. Like you could do it as many times as you wanted. But every time that you tried, it was like $5 or something like that. And my dad uh, had given us, I think, like 20 bucks or like 40 bucks for like souvenirs and, and lunch or something like that. And I just remember both me and my brother looking at each other like, we are not buying shit. We are not eating shit. This $40 is for us to get to the semifinals. So we uh, we bought our entries into into it again. And I remember I was, I, I passed, uh, no, my brother went first. And now that we knew, like, the progression of games, like, he just fucking, he killed it, got to the semifinals. And then I was all pissed. I was like, man... Now you're in the semifinals. I'm not going to get in the semifinals. So I tried uh, two more times, and then I ended up uh, making it to the semifinals. So we were just fucking, like, over the moon because uh, we had these little badges that said Nintendo World Championship on it. And then uh, we had to come back, like, a day or two later for the semifinals but since we got into the semifinals, we got these other badges, these purple ones that said semifinalist. And uh, when we came back for the semifinals, we just had to show them the badge, and then we got to come back into the expo free of charge and compete in the semifinals. And uh, 
holy shit, man. We were just so excited, man. And what's funny is to this day, you know, my brother's passed on now, but uh, in his bedroom downstairs, there's only a few things left hanging on the wall down there. And one of them, because we both did the same thing, like when we got done with, uh, and it sounds so gay (laughs) even saying it now, but... When we got back from the championships, we both took our two badges, our orange ones and our and our purple ones, and uh, we printed out this sh- sheet of paper that said Nintendo World Championships, and we fucking framed them. So we both have our framed badges from the Nintendo World Championships. I've still got mine in like a box of like uh, mementos, and his is hanging on the wall in his uh, in his room and. It's just such a cool thing, man. But uh, so we got we. Uh, my dad came and picked us up, and we're trying to explain to him like we have to come back in two days because we won, like we got into the semifinals, and he really wasn't understanding it because he thought that this thing was just like an expo where you like play games and and see shit and stuff. And uh, we're like, no, it was like a contest, and like. We fucking won. We're going to the semifinals. And he was like, okay. So um, we came back for the semifinals, and uh, we're just all jacked up. And uh, we just didn't know what to expect. Like, were they going to add new games, or was it going to be different from the first time? Because uh, this time, it, you were one and done. Like, that was it. Like, you had one shot at it to make it to the finals and uh that was it so we got there we checked in and i think there was something like a hundred semi-finalists or something no it had to be like 50 50 semi-finalists or something like that i can't even remember but uh all i remember was for the semi-finals now you you went on stage like you weren't down in the pit in this little thing like you went on stage and five of you went up on stage and competed against each other and the best score uh and though i think the way that they were doing it was uh all five of you went on stage and you just played and then at the end of all 10 heats or whatever uh 100 he i don't even know how it worked but at the end of all of it it was going to be um the top 10 best scores that moved on to the finals. And then uh, to this day, I can't even tell you what the prizes were. I mean, I'm sure it had to involve some kind of Nintendo gift pack or video games or a gaming system or, you know, I don't know if it was on the cusp of Super Nintendo coming out or Nintendo 64, but I'm sure you got like one of those for free or something like that but um yeah both me and my brother went up there and uh we got our scores and then we came down and we got some lunch and we came back and looked at the leaderboard and our scores were like 27 already so it was like there's no way that we were going to be in the top 10 so it kind of sucked but uh yeah it was just uh an amazing time and and just one of those memories that's stuck with me probably for the rest of my life and just always look back fondly on uh nintendo and 
and Super Mario Brothers and Zelda. You know, it's just like that thing from when you're a kid that uh, just never leaves you, you know. You think about it and it just brings you back to crazy times. I remember probably the craziest time that I can remember about video games was it was summertime and we had some of my brother's friends over and some of my friends over and uh we had just gotten the uh the gold uh like i was saying the gold zelda game i think it's link something or other so we were like really focused on beating this game so all these kids were over there and it was right around the time that we had found out about jolt cola and if you don't know what Jolt Cola is, it's basically like uh, a soda that has a shit ton of caffeine in it, basically. It's like the Red Bull of the late 80s, um, but tasted horrible. So we're all down there, and we're all jacked up on fucking Pixie Sticks and Jolt Cola. And, uh, you know, I think that's the closest I've ever gotten to feeling what it feels like to be tweaking out because we were just like fucking wired to the wall you know we were just uh i think my heart wasn't even beating it was just buzzing you know so we were up till like all hours of the night we got we were up till probably like two thirty in the morning just playing this fucking game and we were all just so wired that we heard a noise upstairs and uh we just fucking shut everything off and it was all dark and we're just laying there and uh, we just keep hearing this noise upstairs, and we're all freaking out. We're like, somebody's, break somebody's breaking in the house, man. Oh, God, what are we going to do? Somebody's breaking in the house. And then we look up, and it's just like our fucking dog coming down the stairs. And uh, we all kind of collectively looked at each other, and we're like, man, I don't. I think we should get some sleep because we are we're just wired to the wall. This is just ridiculous. <laughs> but... Uh, you know, kids nowadays they've got their uh got their Playstations and their Xboxes and their iPads and iPhones and just you know, too many games to even count and some of the shittiest games in the world are becoming world famous like Candy Crush and Pet Saga and fucking the Sims and all this BS, but just know that the the real solid video games, they came out of the late 80s to early 90s. And uh, one of the movies that uh, me and my brother used to love to watch in the last like five or six years was this movie called King of Kong. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but uh, it's basically a documentary about a guy that's made it his, you know mission statement to beat the donkey kong world record because uh you know apparently there's like uh people that keep track of the scores on retro video games and they put it up on uh twin galaxies this website that registers all the high scores and everything and uh so this guy billy mitchell had had the uh donkey kong world record since like 83 or something like that and nobody's even gotten close so this guy steve weeby comes along and figures out the tricks of the game and how to notice the patterns and figure it out and get to the final board and uh it's just like one of those
games that just brings you right back to like sitting in the basement playing Legend of Zelda, wired up on Jolt Cola, and uh, it's probably one of the coolest movies I've I've seen in a while because uh, Billy Mitchell is just such a douchebag. It's hilarious. <laughs> You know, if you talk to the guy, it may, he makes it seem like he uh, discovered electricity, and all he did was just have the fucking high score on a on a video game. But uh, yeah, if you haven't seen that, put that on your Netflix queue and uh, get King and Kong and check it out, and uh, maybe Google and check out some of the videos of the Nintendo World Championships because man, it was such a huge thing and and. Uh, such an amazing time and you know i'm just hoping that uh hoping that the next time around i uh i have a son and uh i can teach him all the amazing things about legend of zelda and super mario brothers and you know hopefully they uh some new game will come out that we can bond over but uh so I think that's going to wrap it up for this podcast. As always, if you want to uh, check out more of my stuff, just uh, largedrunkman.com, uh, largedrunkman on Twitter, largedrunkman on Facebook, and uh, this podcast, which uh, there's a link off the website now, so just click on that. Stuff's up on Pandora and uh, SoundCloud and uh, all that jazz. So... Thank you again for tuning in and supporting this podcast. Hope you guys had a good time. And uh, make sure you tune in next time when we talk about who knows.